You are listening to the Federal Employee Benefit Coordinators Podcast with President and Founder Elizabeth Inman and co-host Kim Spence-Mullen. This podcast provides a variety of topics that affect you as a federal employee. Our mission at Federal Employee Benefit Coordinators is to get to know you and understand your needs, wants, and long-term goals. Now, let's join Elizabeth and Kim. We truly appreciate you joining us every single time for the Federal Employee Benefit Coordinators podcast. You can reach us through the web at febcnow.com. Let your friends know about this podcast and follow it because that way you'll get notified anytime a new podcast comes out. That's the easiest way to remember so you don't have to think, does it come out every Friday or every Wednesday or what day is it? All you have to do is follow wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we appreciate that and sharing it with your friends. The phone number to call is 833-693-3388. My name is Kim Spence. Elizabeth Inman and I are your hosts today. And Elizabeth is president and founder of Federal Employee Benefit Coordinators and Elizabeth, um, on our last podcast, boy, were our eyes open. I mean, my eyes were open, I should say. Probably everybody listening, even if you're a a postal employee, I'm sure some of that information shocked you as it did me. But you shared a lot of fun facts about the Postal Service. So go back and listen to that because you'll love it. But um, we're going to move into part of the reason the idea is saying, hey, The Postal Service is a critical part of what happens in the United States. That's right. You know, there is over 600,000 postal employees altogether, but there's over 516,000 career postal employees. Mm -hmm. So that's a big impact. That's a really big impact. There's over 31,000 retail offices that includes the delivery units in the United States as well. So when we're talking about a plan to consolidate delivery functions, and it's going to impact 200 of those sites, it's going to have a domino effect way beyond just 200 sites. Mm -hmm. It will, Mm -hmm. because there's going to be jobs eliminated, and there's going to be jobs shifted. There's going to be employees that's going to be asked to move locations when this happens. And it's already happening. I mean, the plans to to complete the first consolidation was set for the month of September. It got pushed back to the month of October, but it's happening while we are talking today. And so this impacts these people, and it's people that I care about. Mm -hmm. I care about the mail Mm -hmm. because the mail gets put into the hands of our, not just United States citizens, Mm -hmm. but people all around the world. Mm -hmm. And so the mail's important, but for me, my heart is the people. Having spent my first career as a postal employee, um, and then being a FERS retiree myself, I get a pension from this great organization. I know what it feels like to be a part of a reorganization. There was two of them in my first career. The Postal Service went through two reorgs while I was still working. My job 
was impacted mm -hmm. during one of those reorgs. And I know what that feels like. Mm -hmm. And I know how hard it is to get information. You know, what does this mean for me? What, what are my options? And I want to talk about some of that. We'll, we'll, we'll get into some of that, Kim, but I, I thought it would be good maybe to talk about what the plans are a little bit, mm -hmm. what that looks like, mm -hmm. what's being said, maybe on both sides of the house, yeah. and then dig into what that impact might be. Yeah, I think, as you mentioned, the idea of um, the consolidation and the effect that it's going to have, when people hear that word even and start kind of hearing some of the buzz, you know, the rumors start spreading, what's really true, what's what do we know as fact or what do we not know, and so that's part of the idea of bringing the information forward is to really help um, give clarity to what people are hearing. You know, the postmaster general has said that he, he thinks they'll need to eliminate around 50,000 people out of the organization. Now, when you're talking those kind of numbers, there's a, a wide variety of ways that can happen. He has not totally said there won't be a RIF reduction in force. He hasn't said there won't totally be an early out yet. Mm -hmm. um, there's rumors about that. I'm not so sure I think an early out will come, but it might. There are rumors, so mm -hmm. we'll see. Time will tell. But he's also said that some of these changes will require them to hire in certain locations, but there's going to be a shift of positions. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Carriers are going to be asked to possibly drive farther. You know, they found that a median commute for employees who work at an impacted facility that's in the mid-Hudson region of New York State will probably increase their drive from 16 minutes to 26 minutes to get to work. Now, that's a 10-minute change, so that might not impact them as much as somebody that may be asked to uh, increase their drive by 50 minutes. Um, that can be a big impact on a family. It can be impact on childcare, right. lots of things. Right. Um, the expenses that, that entails when gasoline prices are as high as they are right now in yeah. America. Yeah. So they're going to be faced with what are my options? You know, there's going to be more and more people asking what is deferred retirement. What is early retirement? There's people out there that don't even know what early retirement means. They don't know what deferred retirement means. They don't understand, you know, uh, how they can do a voluntary retirement. Um, they don't understand maybe how a disability retirement could impact them. And so I want to answer some of those questions as we go forward into future podcasts. Today, just generally want to talk about the consolidation how that impacts, um, what that looks like, what the plans are. So the August 12th date was when the postal unions were I, I, were given the notice of the identified locations. They called them spoke offices, and that are the offices that would move their delivery operations to 21 regional sort and delivery centers. They're going to call those SNDCs. There's acronyms all throughout the <laughs> post office. They move the mail in APCs, put them on the gurney, put them in the LLVs, take it out into delivery point sequence, deliver the DPS mail, and there's just all these acronyms. So a new one's going to be sort and delivery centers. <laughs> <laughs> so they made that announcement. 
Um, we know that it'll take time, but they're really going to accelerate the timeline on making these happen. They really hope to have most of them done, most of them done within the next year, but it could, could be drawn out over the next two or three, maybe even four years. So they're currently evaluating more than 100 other facilities that might be added to these 200 as well. So we may see more of this coming up. We'll just have to wait and see. Now I'll list the states that's impacted so that those are listeners. If you happen to be in these states, you can be on alert that by this time, employees in those states have been notified. The unions have been notified. But once again, people listening to the podcast may pick up some additional details that they weren't aware of before. So the impacted states are North Carolina, Illinois, Arkansas, Indiana, Washington, Kentucky, Missouri, West Virginia, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, Texas, Pennsylvania, Kansas, Florida, New York, and Georgia. So the consolidation of the functions at these S&DCs, as they're calling them, will, will shift letter carrier operations where it's feasible, and they'll move them to these sort and delivery centers. That, but the re- restructuring is not planned to affect the retail functions. At least that's the official word. Okay. Having been through a few of these type things, though, I just say, wait and see, mm-hmm. wait and see. They may say that it's not going to affect the retail functions, but just the shifting of personnel alone, they're already struggling to hire enough employees in certain areas to keep up. So when this shift takes place, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens, Kim. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not supposed to affect the retail functions, which includes the PO boxes, uh, in those units that have PO boxes. So that that's good news if they're able to uh, maintain that. So they really expect these consolidations is going to let them provide more reliable and efficient delivery for customers while it improves its appeal to the small and large shippers. They're, they're wanting to compete more and more with what they see um, Amazon, Mm -hmm. FedEx, UPS doing, they want to be able to compete more. And so they're redoing their uh, retail networks. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. They're redoing their delivery networks big time. So they're expected this shift's going to allow it to reach a broader range of businesses and consumers through its USP Connect category of services. So, you know, they've said that that consolidation is going to allow the postal delivery routes to be revamped and make them more efficient and cost-effective, if at all possible. So, um, you know, they also expect the initial 10 units, those 10, those first 10 S&DCs, as they're calling, that they will increase the number of delivery routes by 5 to 10%, which that will create an opportunity in those locations. They may actually have to hire additional letter carriers. So it's going to be interesting to see this all work out. Um, it's part, this consolidation plan is part of a $34 billion cost-cutting in, uh, initiative that they're expecting to make over the next 10 years. So Postmaster General DeJoy told the reporters once upon a time that the sort and delivery centers will be a mix of new construction and renovation to existing plants. I've seen some of the pictures and some of the plans, and we're talking about some massive, massive mm-hmm. um 
facilities that's going to house a lot of carriers and a lot of equipment. So going to be interesting to see. He says the 50,000 that they're looking at eliminating people, mm-hmm. career employees, mm-hmm. uh, shouldn't be a big problem because he anticipates over 200,000 are set to retire over the next two years. Mm. So it's going to be interesting to see how that impacts those 425 million pieces of mail they deliver, 17.7 million per hour we talked about last time, Kim. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All trying to hold the costs down. You know, Postmaster General DeJoy has made it abundantly clear he intends to raise rates as needed uh, to get the Postal Service back on firm, solid footing. I would just remind everybody that as this makes negative news mm-hmm. when there's an increase in postage rates, the Postal Service as of today still remains the cheapest among the organized world out there. Um, Italy charging $3.12 per stamp. Finance, uh, France, uh, uh, yeah. $1.85. So that makes our, our postage stamp seem a little bit more affordable. Yeah. But it's still, you know... The public in America doesn't like it when they raise rates. Right. They just don't. It's a perception. (laughs) It is. It is. (laughs) So, Mm. you know, um, people need to be alert. They need to be aware. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned earlier, we're going to talk about deferred retirements. We're going to talk about early retirements. We're going to talk about disability retirements. The Postal Service will see an increase in all of those, Mm -hmm. um, all of those different levels of retirement People are going to want to know how those work. Even employees with just five and six, seven years worth of of service time needs to understand what a deferred retirement is. Because if you leave the Postal Service and just withdraw your first contributions, you've just walked away from a lifetime annuity that you might be eligible for. Mm. That can be a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So a deferred retirement is something you at least owe it to yourself to know and understand how it works. Even an early retirement that would allow you to keep your benefits. Mm -hmm. Even even though there is a penalty associated with that, you need to understand how an early retirement might help you in these kind of situations. So we're available. Love to talk to you. Not saying we'll have all your answers, Mm -hmm. but I'm telling you that we'll have more than what you're able to get usually on your own out there. And I can only imagine the call volume that Shared Services out of Greensboro, North Carolina is going to be getting Mm -hmm. over these next probably a solid year, Mm -hmm. which is always so much fun when you call and you get put on hold for two hours. Oh my goodness. <laughs> We're a second set of ears. We're yeah, a second set yeah. of eyes. Right. right. Um, we have information that we're willing to share to the, yeah. to the degree that we have it. We'll share that information. So yeah. we want to be a resource for you. So you can call our office. You can visit our website. You can send us an email. All those different ways of getting a hold of us during these trying times. We're about ready for things to settle down. Yeah. Boy, isn't wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, you know, I several months ago talked about postal reform mm-hmm. and how those changes are going to impact postal employees and federal employees. It is going to affect postal and federal employees. 
I can tell you that. Yeah. And I'll be following this up. We'll get through some of this consolidation. There's mm-hmm. going to be a few more podcasts I want, I want to do to get some information out to people. But then I'm going to circle back around and do some podcasts on postal reform um, because we're getting closer to time that the Postal Service is going to have to reveal to us what their Postal Service health benefit plan is going to look like. I want, I want people to be prepared for that. I mm-hmm. want people to be prepared to now be required to take Medicare Part B. I want you to understand what Medicare A is, what Medicare B is, how does that work with the new Postal Service health benefit plan. If you're a federal employee out there, you're looking at postal reform, postal reform saying, well, that doesn't impact me. Oh, are you, are you sure? Because they just moved over 600,000 postal employees out of the federal employee health benefit pool risk into their own pool risk. I think that you'll see that it's going to be a widespread impact. Mm. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to continue to bring information to you, and I'm happy to do that. Yeah, and that's part of the idea, Elizabeth, with federal employee benefit coordinators is, is taking the mystery out of some of these things. You know, that I think that is something... It's kind of like people, it's why they get on and Google an, an illness if they if they feel like they have something wrong. Is there, they just want some kind of answer to what's happening in my life, but this is one of those areas, the same idea. If I just start looking things up, I may find 10 different answers, but I can call federal employee benefit coordinators, and there's going to be somebody that's going to kindly walk through this with me. And you're not going to be on hold for two hours. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) It's like you said, I mean, it's a start. Mm -hmm. It's at least a place to start. And I encourage you, some of the podcasts that we've dealt with have to do with some of the transitions that have been happening over the past year. It has been a year of transitions and changes. And so if you've kind of found yourself a little behind the loop of what's happening, go back and listen to the podcast. It's something that I believe will help you get a little more comfortable with the idea of what's changing so then that you feel more confident to reach out and begin to find the answers. So we always love to remind you, this is how we like to end our podcast, is to remind you that in spite of all these things happening, the good news is that we can also help with the idea that your retirement dreams really can come true. Thank you for joining us today. At Federal Employee Benefit Coordinators, we want to help you develop implement and monitor a strategy that's designed to address your individual situation. Call us at 833-693-3388 or on the web at febcnow.com.